Welcome to a brand new episode of Those Geeks You Know. This is Casey, and I've got my three favorite geeks with me. And in order of appearance on my screen, Bob. This is Bob. Dave. Uh, this is Dave. And Lauren. Hey, it's Lauren. Guys, we're pumped to do this episode today. <laughs> I was pumped an hour ago. Incredibly we've been, pumped. We've Try had again. some technical uh, everyone's had technical difficulties tonight but doesn't matter our our topic of today is possibly spinoffs possibly reboots <laughs> <laughs> depending on your point of view um so what we're gonna do is you know we'll, we'll go around uh we'll throw out some spinoffs that you would like to see uh in the cinematic world and at the end of this whole big shebang, we'll go over what everyone's geeking out on, as we typically tend to do. So um, let's, because like I said, I have my order of appearance here. Bob, you're up first in, in my eyeline. What do you got as far as, so, you know, it's a spinoff of a movie that, you know, maybe hasn't had a spinoff, doesn't. You know, we don't we don't know. What is what do you got? So does the it have, official does it have to be a movie. Sorry. I have T V shows too, so I figured I would ask before. Ooh, I did not do T V shows. I did not do T V shows either. I oh, did do T V shows. The official Perfect. the official topic that we talked about was and Ooh, I'm quoting T V shows spin offs that we want to see or are looking forward to. Okay, so, so I, have... I did do one. Never mind, go on. You're right. I, I have both, so Bob, go ahead. So I have sprinkled in a couple that have been announced that I want, I'm looking forward to, and I also have a few that um, there is no rhyme or reason as to uh, anything that, that could possibly happen, but I would love to see. So the first one that I'm going to go with is going to be one that everybody is probably looking forward to. Um, I'm looking forward to the Obi-Wan Kenobi spinoff TV show, Star Wars movie thing that's happening. Um, super excited about it. I don't know if you guys checked out the trailer or not, but it looks epic. We're we're bringing back the um, big baddie. Um, what's his face? Darth Maul. Darth Maul, who what's is huge. So yeah, you know that guy. So uh, he's huge in the um, books and, and the TV shows. Uh, so I'm really excited to see what they do with that. Plus, they they kind of hint it in the trailer that there may be some connection with why Obi-Wan is there. Um, hence, you know, looking after Luke Skywalker, but obviously we know based on the original three, original trilogy that they don't end up finding Luke, um, nor does Obi-Wan really reveal himself to Luke. So I'm, I'm kind of much like the Mandalorian show. I'm interested in not only seeing the development of the characters, but also seeing how they're going to kind of connect the puzzle pieces into what we already know about the universe, knowing the before and after. So, I'm really excited about that. It's probably the biggest TV show in the Disney announcement that I'm excited for. Your thoughts, guys? I just wanted to say that that trailer's um, not real. They haven't started filming yet. Um, so it's like one of those fan supercut trailers. Sorry. For are, you, are you sure? Because they have... I'm a thousand percent sure. Wow. So there's not there's not actually a trailer yet? No, there's not. I That's pretty booty. Well, you know. So does that does that mean that we don't know who the villain's gonna be? We don't know shit. We don't know shit. 
Yeah. Well, Darth shit. Darth feeling now. I was I was pretty excited about Darth Maul's return, and then I started wondering, like, you know, how are they going to play into the whole Mandalorian thing? Because obviously he leads Mandalore for a little while. Um, but now I'm like, well, maybe not. Shit. Good to know. I mean, still super excited for Except the show. Yeah, uh, but a little uh, less now because <laughs> now I don't know what direction they're going to go in. Me either. Me either. You're just not excited until you hear more information. You're excited to hear more. Right. So they haven't started filming yet. When is this set to be released? I should know this. Um, my list. Right. So because of COVID, you know. 2099 i mean really (laughs) you can put an announcement on anything but it doesn't really matter yet so this year maybe (laughs) at the end of the year yeah it says whether there's still up in the air as to whether the series will arrive at the end of 2021 or 2022 yeah so man we could be you know more than a year out from damn that sucks we are probably probably gonna err on the side of caution I mean, I feel like they're starting to film more and more stuff. Like, they're starting to move forward with that, with the vaccine and things like that. So, I would think 2022. Um, I I was actually disappointed in myself because I was like, how did I not see the trailer? Uh, but it, I'm less disappointed in myself now that it's not a real trailer. I'm excited about it. Um, I'm not... I guess for me, like, the Star Wars stuff, it, it's just... Like, I'm interested in it. It's just not my jam. Like, I haven't even watched Mandalorian just because I get distracted watching other things. So, like, I understand, like, the Star Wars people being super excited about it. And because it's Obi-Wan, I'm a little bit more excited than I would be about other projects in the Star Wars universe. Um, But I guess I'm not, like, pumped about it. I don't know. I guess I will be once I start seeing and hearing more things about it, but... So let me first start by saying that whoever created that trailer did an amazing job. Check it out because it will get you pumped about the show, <laughs> even though it has nothing to do with the show. Um, and and second, it, like, I am not a huge Star Wars fan. Like I, I appreciate Star Wars because I like fantasy, um, but I'm not like a diehard Star Wars lover, like know everything about it. The Mandalorian is a pretty... Those people are crazy. Those people are crazy. <laughs> you should check out their podcast. Um, Child the, isn't... <laughs> the, the Mandalorian is actually a pretty decent show, and I know that you know, even just saying it's decent, there's going to be some people that are going to be up mass about that. But yeah. it really is. Like, I mean, as as not a huge Star Wars fan, it's a it's a pretty good show. You should check it out. I've I've heard only good things. Like, I've literally never met someone that was like, "Meh, you don't have to watch that." Like, everyone says it's the best thing ever, and I did watch the first episode like a year ago. I just never, I just never dedicated the time to it's probably because i couldn't binge it at the time um and i do plan on watching it because i've only heard good things i think you'd like it yeah i mean i I don't think i'll be the first person to not like it seeing how everyone else that i've ever talked to liked it a lot um so i'm and it's obi-wan obi-wan is one of the the most iconic characters i think in the star wars universe especially to the general public so i'm gonna I'm kind of on the side of Dave here where I don't know a whole lot about the Star Wars universe in general besides watching the films. I haven't watched uh, Rebels or Clone Wars or anything like that, which I want to. Um, Again, it's just a like Dave, I get distracted by other things. But I did watch The Mandalorian. 
Um, I am one of the people who loved it. Um, and it's just one of those things that does make me want to watch more and take in more content. So anything that's going to give me that um, is a plus. Um, I just need to find the time to, you know, watch it. <laughs> well, follow up with me after the show. I have a, a podcast you need to listen to about Star Wars. It's really good. All right. All right. They recently, they recently had a really cool guest on it. Weird. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, Dave, you're next. Um, so mine was more of a, well, I guess I don't even know if this is true. So I was doing some research and one of the real ones that I heard was confirmed in case you'll know is Bel Air, like a complete reboot, like a drama version of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air called Bel Air. So I I, like in reading about the premise of that and what they want to do. That actually sounded really interesting to me because I could see how that story could be not funny and could be told as a more serious um, story. And that show did a great job, kind of like Family Matters, honestly, of incorporating serious things into the show. Um, But it was still a comedy. So the idea of taking that concept and creating a serious tone was really interesting to me. So that was another, it was a fan-made trailer. Right. That's um, what I heard, but then I heard it got, because of the fan-made trailer. Yeah, so Will Smith loved it, and he's the one who, like, I think shared it. And, of course, that made it go viral after that. And then I think people were like, well, huh. <laughs> you know, and he's the one who did, I actually just watched it last week or the week before that reunion. He's the one who got that reunion together again with the Fresh Prince which was great if you haven't watched it. Um, so, yeah, you know, if uh, th- that those are the kind of things where I'm like, do you need it? But at the same no. time, I'll watch it. Like if they do a good job, the trailer, if you guys get a chance to watch that, is actually really good. It was it was a very well made trailer, <laughs> and you're kind of like, well, shit, okay, this is gritty, <laughs> like for some reason. <laughs> so worth worth checking out i would i would watch that so here's here's my thing i loved fresh prince um and i would be up to kind of like like we always talk about more content um to shove into my ear holes my issue is i haven't seen a well put together reboot of a sitcom into a drama ever sabrina the teenage witch i did not like because they tried to make it too drama um didn't they they did the um uh what was the archie one riverdale Riverdale. again making like a a sitcom into like a drama i just i think what makes those shows um awesome is the fact they were sitcoms and when you take that out of it it loses something so i completely understand where you're coming from my argument would be riverdale is a hit and so is that Sabrina show that I think like Casey loves. And I've only, again, only heard really good things about that show. So I understand like your side, obviously, if it's not something that interests you, but they, to say that they haven't done it well, my argument would be, well, Riverdale and Sabrina are both pretty big hits. Casey can't be your gauge for that. Casey likes the most crazy, weirdest shit. 
it's um, more than I'm, just Casey though. Riverdale's going on like eight seasons or nine seasons or something like that, <laughs> and and brings in a pretty good audience. And then the Sabrina show, like I've heard from multiple people, well, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, that it's very good. That's I all I'm saying. On, I grew up on Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is very, very, very different. Um, but I'll side with everybody else that it's very good. Um, just not the Sabrina the Teenage Witch that I don't think people were expecting that. At least I didn't going go in expecting that. Um, and then Riverdale's a CW show, so really, I mean, it is what it is. But <laughs> I, I don't know. Does that mean it's good or bad? I, mean, I don't know. What are you insinuating there? Um, well, you kept calling it a drama, so it's a CW drama. I think that in itself is its own genre. So I think you just that's need true. that's that's, that's true. a little caveat there. But um, I did want, while we're still on the topic of Bel Air, I wanted to pose the question of whether or not you think it is a good idea. Do you want to see Will Smith anywhere on screen? <laughs> no, sorry, that sounds terrible. But I mean, wow. like, this, do you want to see him? Because he is obviously that that's an iconic role for him. That's not who he would play in this show. Unless you want to take a very drastic, different timeline. I don't think he's going to be in the show. Yeah, I think I, if they I think put he's just him producing. in. Or yeah, he's just a producer. I think if they put him in the show, it would take away from what they're trying to do. Yeah, for so, sure. And I think he would understand that. So I definitely think he would be involved, but uh, I don't. I don't think he would be involved on screen. Yeah. I, whatever takes him away from Deadshot. Agreed. I don't think he's. I mean, at least in the trailers that I've seen for Suicide Squad, he ain't back. <laughs> Thank God. Um. Okay, Lauren, your turn. Um. So I definitely didn't have one that I was excited for. I just went with ones that I wanted to see. Uh. Sorry. Um. <laughs> um. So I guess the one that I'm the most excited for, if we're gonna. Um, I just thought of it because of Disney Plus and um, you talked about Obi-Wan Kenobi. But um, I think out of the new Marvel shows, um, I think I'm most excited to see Loki. Um, just to see where they take it. Because I feel like they're can, they can answer so many questions about the cinematic universe um, through the use of Loki. I think that um, there are a lot of fun possibilities and a lot of fun adventures that he can go on um i know me personally i really enjoyed seeing throughout the cinematic universe loki's turn kind of from the evil side to more of the jokester and still not really knowing where he falls but you like him more and um obviously after previous events you kind of lose that a little bit um and just at least that character development. So I'm hoping that the show can kind of bring some of that into it or at least show us something in that general direction. Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, everything that Marvel announced, uh, or everything that Disney announced, both Marvel and Star Wars, I'm interested in seeing. Um, but from the basis of more content, expanded universes, I mean, when you look at Marvel as a whole, the characters that we've seen, the storylines you've seen is 
by no exaggeration, literally the tip of the iceberg. I mean, there is such an enormous world there that you could tap into and some amazingly famous story arcs. Um, so from that standpoint, yeah, I'm excited to see kind of everything that they've announced. I, I, I don't really think Loki's high on my list, uh, only because I don't, I don't really know any, you know, well, well-known storylines that he's been in. I think the character is good. I like how, um, uh, what's his name? The actor? Tom Hiddleston. Um, yeah, I like how I like how he plays him. Uh, and the trailer that we saw, assuming that it was a real trailer, um, looks really good. It, it looks was. interesting. <laughs> it looks it looks interesting to me. I'm wondering where they're gonna go with it. Um, but of, of all the characters, I wouldn't say that it was high on my list. With that being said, everything was kind of high on my list. If that makes sense. You want to so, see it? So. Yeah. So like, I also had Loki on my list. Um, Loki's one of my favorite comic book characters. Um, and cinematic characters in the movies. Uh, I think that that's just such a unique story because you can make him a good guy. You can make him a bad guy. You can, he's a tweener, so you can kind of have him do, uh, both, which I don't think that from a story point telling standpoint, we've seen very often. Usually it's either good guy, bad guy. Um, so to have that middle ground, I think could be really, really interesting and could, tell us some pretty compelling stories um so i'm actually super excited about loki that and probably hawkeye are my two most i'm looking forward to as far as the the marvel tv shows go um but loki was also definitely on my list as well yeah i didn't um i didn't think about it at the time but yeah that that was actually my favorite trailer of all the ones that they showed and then i love that Hawkeye from Matt Fraction, and that's the direction that at least they seem to be going in. So I'll be super excited about that too. But Loki just looked different. I mean, WandaVision obviously is, but at this point it's also so different. It's like, okay, is this going to be paid off? You know? Um, And at the time of this recording, I don't know how many episodes are going to be in to the show. So maybe it will make more sense. But as we're re- as we're recording, there's only been two episodes. So um, we'll see. Loki just looked completely like, OK, what is this dude got himself into? And time travel. And that just yeah. causes so many. Magic. Yeah, it, it just it's probably going to be bonkers, which I'm super excited about. I mean, that's that that to me is like one of the character arcs that they really just left up such a big question mark in the cinematic universe so i was i was happy when he got his own show like you can definitely answer a lot of my questions because they're endless at this point he's just gone so (laughs) when is he right exactly (laughs) um i picked uh for mine the continental which is gonna be based off of that hotel in the john wick universe where the assassins go to um they're making a tv show off of that and i just thought like it could be a really cool anthology if they want to do it that way where like every episode is just a different one of those assassins and you know maybe they follow them for like three episodes or something like that or however they want to deal with it but i think it would be really cool just to see that world keep getting bigger because you know, as he goes across the globe and people know the Baba Yaga and all that stuff. And you're just like, who is this guy? Like, what did he do in his life 
to make everybody so afraid of him and how many other people know him because almost every single assassin does like it just i don't know i love that world so i'm excited to see more of it yeah this is a topic i'm not gonna have much to say about i i I watched the first john wick it was a good movie haven't watched any of the other ones um they just get better i mean i i mean to watch them but i i at this point i don't really know where it goes i mean didn't he kill everybody in the first one where what happens i don't know no bob (laughs) i still haven't seen them i own all of them i own all of them because i know that i need to watch them I just haven't. They're so good. At this point, we're going to pause the recording so Lauren can go watch all the movies. That's all I've heard you. how good they are. I mean, I mean, if we did that every time a movie came up during a podcast <laughs> that she needed to watch. <laughs> that said, I also have never seen a John Wick movie. So. I would never see you guys ever all right. I would, I would watch Moving that show, on. though. No, hold on. I would watch that show if it was told the way that you described it. Like, that was interesting to me. Like, an anthology... You pick an assassin, you tell that story, you move on. Like, that sounds interesting to me. It's not that the John Wick movies don't. I've heard only good things. Yeah. Yeah, no. And it's not like I want to watch. I want to watch the John Wick movies because everyone tells me how awesome they are. Um, It's it's just having nine hours to dedicate to watching Keanu Reeves. Kill people. I just I need to have the time. Everybody. He just kills them with his charm. Yeah. Says the guy who binged the entire entourage series in a week like you have the time I'd rather watch you're that. just yeah. choosing to do it differently i also have that accessible though like i have hbo max so i can watch entourage i think john wicks are on those maybe but and that, those are also <laughs> half hour shows instead of uh-huh no no i get it but, sure like whatever of half hour shows. <laughs> hey it's the fastest half hour ever recorded so priorities that's all that's all, all it is um all right bob so the next one that I went with isn't necessarily something that's been announced per se. Um, and it kind of plays in right with what you guys are talking about. Now, I was actually a huge fan of Entourage as well. Um, me and my wife watched it. And I will say this, and I'm ready for the full beatdown. We watched all the seasons except for the last one. Um, we just never got around to watching it, to be honest with you. But with that being said, one of my absolute favorite characters was Ari Gold. So I would be interested in an Ari Gold spinoff show. And I, I just cleverly nicknamed it Nothing But Gold, in my opinion. But um, the reason why I say it's kind of um, something that, that has not been announced, um, uh, Jeremy Piven did say on his Twitter uh, on Thursday, actually, uh, and I'm quoting, yes, I've been asked about doing a spinoff for Ari Gold, and I want to put it out there to the people it is something you guys might be interested in, and I would definitely do. So, I don't know. Maybe we see it down the road. That'd be pretty cool. Um, but I just, I love his character. And I was also a huge fan of Arliss, um, which was an HBO show about a, uh, um, uh, a agent. agent, an agent. So, I think, uh, I think that'd be really cool. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in for that. I think you need to finish the season <laughs> and the movie. <laughs> And then read his book, The Gold Standard, because that's probably what the TV show would be called. And you also listen to the podcast, which Dave and I listen to, the Entourage podcast, Victory. Um, he was just on it. At least watch or listen to his two episodes, and he'll talk about that kind of stuff. 
So yeah, I would more entourage in whatever capacity. It'd be great if it's all the guys. If it's just Ari, I'm okay with that too. Yeah. So I mean, they keep talking on the entourage podcast about a possible. At first, it was no because it's still the, the it's called Victory the podcast. It's Doug Allen who's the creator writer, uh, Kevin Dillon, Johnny Drama, and Kevin Connolly who's E. Um, and when it first started. Doug Allen, who's the creator, was like, there is no way we'll ever do a reboot. There's no way we'll ever do this again. Um, and even in one of the episodes, they brought up an interview where Piven was talking about it. And Ellen's like, it'll never happen. I'll never allow it to happen. And I have to allow it because I own I, I own the characters, um, him and HBO. So but then as the sh- podcast has gone on, they've talked more and more about it. He's more open to it. But it would be in my my thought based on listening to them, it would be all of them. Um, not just Ari. I do think that's cool. Ironically on my list, I had an entourage ballers mix that that's something that I would like to see is like those two shows kind of combine where you could have Ari, you could have either the rock or the agent from that show. That, that was kind of one of my ideas ironically, but yeah, I mean, Ari gold is amazing. You'd have to have Lloyd. Um, I, I mean, I could see it. I'd watch it. But you do need to watch the last season of the show. And the I've never seen it. I've never seen oh, it. Oh, you're missing. I've it's a great show. show. Um, that's a lie. I've seen, like, episodes here and there, but I didn't know what was going on, so I wasn't very intrigued. I didn't... I, yeah. Um, it was just on when I was around, but I haven't sat down and watched them. I know the premise of the show. Um, it would be something that would be interesting, but again, there's newer and better things out now that I've just been, it's been pushed down the list for sure. Someday. <laughs> Someday. <laughs> Someday. Okay. Uh, that was about, okay, Dave. Uh, so mine is the many saints of Newark. Um, that is uh, basically a prequel movie, I think, right now. It's a movie. To this, in the Sopranos universe. I solely want... I, so I just watched The Sopranos. Um, I had never watched it before. I started it two or three years ago, got to the last half of the last season, 6B, and just stopped. So maybe two weeks ago or whatever, I picked it back up halfway through the sixth season to kind of remind myself what was going on and then finished it. And I really want to know more about Dickie Maltesano, uh, who is Christopher's dad. I think if uh, the movie will be largely based on his character, also Tony's dad, and probably Junior. But I really want to see more about Christopher's dad. Um, so that's really interesting. David Chase is super particular and protective of the characters and the story. Um, so I do think he'll do those the, it justice, and it won't just be made to, like, Sometimes I feel like they make these things to capitalize or make money or whatever it is, and I'm sure that's part of it. But I think that he'll do the story justice, and I'm interested to see those characters. It's also kind of unique to me because it's not a prequel based on characters we already know, so it's not like how the characters in The Sopranos necessarily got there. It's it's one or two of them, but it, the Dickie, Dickie was never in the show. So it's a whole new main character, which is interesting and different to me. So I'm super excited about that. I'm I'm also excited to see that. They showed that in the sizzle reel 
um, for HBO Max, which I thought was cool. So, yeah, um, whenever, you know, whenever it comes out, it's supposed to come out in September of this year, but who knows? But it's got the original team, you know, with David Chase writing, Alan Taylor directing, like, I'm all in. I mean, I think in general, I'd be excited to see something like that, um, mafia-esque. My my hesitation comes from, I think Sopranos was its own beast. I mean, we get so many mafia movies when it comes to Godfather and Goodfellas and so on. The Sopranos, to me, while still being in that genre, was like such a unique thing. And while while the cast and the show as a whole was amazing, I think Gandolfini made that show. He was the only Soprano that we really cared about, and and he was the center focus of that show. Um, I, I don't think it's successful without him. So I, I'd be excited to see you know what it is you're talking about, but I have I have some severe hesitations as to how they're going to do that justice while not having that central character. So I agree. If the prequel was about Tony or the sequel, if they had done something else about Tony and tried to recast Tony, the fact that this is about Tony's dad and Dickie and Junior, you'll just have, in my mind, other really good actors own those characters, and one of those characters will become that headline character. I think that they were smart to not do like having AJ take over the family or something or try and pick it up with Paulie or someone running the Soprano. The, that family the fact that they're doing a prequel so it's you're not ruining the integrity of that character because it is such a amazing noteworthy popular character that's why i think it'll be successful if they had done a sequel or something or a spinoff where you mention tony or recast tony or something like that i don't think i would have been in on it but the fact that it hasn't i mean i'm sure we'll see baby tony you know what i mean but not Tony, so right. that that's kind of where I was coming. I, I agree with you, though. If they tried to recast him or do the show moving forward without him, I don't right. think it would be good. But because we're going backwards, I think it has potential. His son's playing him. His son's like mm-hmm. 30 years old or something. So I mean, we'll see. We'll see Tony. <laughs> we yeah. just see it a different way. He, yeah. I don't think he'll be the main character, though. I guess no, no, I don't think point. he is like, either. I think. And yeah, it's Gan- Gandalfini's son is playing him in the yeah. in the show. Yep. It's good. One. I only watched like the first couple episodes years ago, and again got distracted. I don't know if I was in school at the time or what, but again. Do you I'm own just... a television? Do you watch TVs and movies? Just curious. I mean, in all my Place free time. I do watch Resident Evil and I do play video games. Yes. I was so. gonna say I feel like we're all we're all really central into one category of pop culture. I, I take movies and I think you got video games pretty locked down. I don't know about that, but I appreciate the the uh, vote of confidence in that. But I don't think I do have it locked down. Casey's got the PS5 among us. <laughs> he, he married a doctor. That's not why I got a PS5. I'm just joking. That's a joke. Um, Lauren, it's your turn. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to go a totally different route than you guys. Um, I'm going to go one that isn't, um, out there, hasn't been talked about. Just, I took this as, I took this topic as 
think of something that you enjoyed and try and find a spinoff that hasn't hasn't come up yet. Um, so kind of to tie into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I'll I'll go with this one. It's not one of my favorite ones, but it's one that I came up with. Um, I want to know more about the Warriors Three um, before the events of Thor. Um, just the idea. Uh, is it technically the Warriors Three? Aren't there four of them? Uh, there's. A- I don't know what just happened to Casey. Um, oh, it's the Warriors wait, Three plus wait, Thor. Plus Thor. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, oh, they were. Warriors Thor. They were in the movies, and then they kind of weren't. And then I know that they've spoken on the topic. Um, I just think it would be cool to see their adventures prior to the events of Thor. I don't necessarily need Thor to be the center of attention either. Um, I just think that could be an interesting show, especially with the possibilities of Disney+. Plus. Um, but I don't think it will happen because I don't think that there is a future with the Warriors 3. Um, I don't think that they'll continue to be in the cinematic universe. So I think it's a dead end. But a possibility that I would find intriguing. I I think you need to get a job at Disney and pitch this idea because of all the, the spinoffs and sideshows that they're making, why this isn't on there, I have no idea. I mean, Mandalorian by itself is creating four different spinoffs. This is a this is a phenomenal idea. I, I, I see the Warriors three much like I see the Knights of Ren as a lost opportunity. I mean, you you can take that idea and it can blossom into such an enormous project. Plus, on top of that, I mean, you like you said, you don't need Thor in this. You can you can have them scouring all over the realms and fighting all sorts of creatures and monsters. It can be very fantasy dungeons esque. Um, I see them fighting dragons. I see them, you know, fish out of water story in you know Central Park. I mean, you can do anything with that. I think it's a great idea, and I would totally watch that show. I, I mean, I would also watch it. My biggest fear would be, in my mind, anytime that they had any kind of big bad, you would need to bring in Thor. Or people would think you would need to bring in Thor. I. So there's two, we always talk about there's two groups. There's us <clears throat> that would watch any project Marvel puts out, and most of what DC puts out. Um, and then there's like the general audience. And my fear would be, I don't know. I could see where the general audience would watch this and could get into this, but I could also see where, and I try and think of some of my friends who are not you guys. They're more like the general audience who would be like casual. Yeah. They'd be like (laughs) Thor's buddies. Okay. They would watch an episode or two. And then as soon as Thor didn't appear, they would kind of lose interest. So that would be my fear with it, but I would definitely watch it. And I think that the fact that there's Disney plus you do have the platform for that because how concerned really, I mean, I'm sure they're concerned about like ratings, but they can also take chances as we're seeing with WandaVision, which is a completely different show than anything we've ever seen. So <clears throat> I do think it's a great idea. I just think that they would depend too much on Thor um, and that could hurt it. I think that's assuming that they even know, you know what I mean? Like, I general audiences minds are like shiny object. You know what I mean? Like they're dog and yeah, exactly. Like they don't get, they don't get it. We yeah. might go, 
where's Thor? The same reason, like, why why doesn't the Avengers show up when Spider-Man gets in trouble? Like, every time. You know what yeah. I mean? But, I, or, you know, why didn't Iron Man and Iron Man 3 just call Cap, Thor, anyone to help him fight that guy? It's just, like, I think the general audience doesn't get it. I think if they saw a fantasy show that's cool with these characters and it was it was a fun thing i think two things one they'll just watch it just to watch it and two right now especially in we're in still in the middle of the pandemic everyone will watch something just to watch it <laughs> so my my thought more was how would it be marketed and i think it to attract the general audience they would market it as these are thor's buddies but you could also incorporate them into the Loki storyline if you wanted to. I feel like, and introduce them that way. Yeah. And if one of them, if one of them breaks out, you create that show. So, what I was going to say is, yeah, this obviously it's it's not a thing that's on Disney's even like mind right now. So take the opportunity, sprinkle it in to other shows. Uh, it doesn't have to include Thor. Or maybe he's in it. You you set this after Thor: Love and Thunder. You have no idea what's happening in there. Maybe he's off doing something else. I mean, well, no, I want this before all this. Never mind. Forget that. But I do still think that you can sprinkle this in other shows, like you mentioned. Loki would be kind of the prime example of that because you're introducing the idea of time travel and stuff like that or exploring it more i should say it's not an introduction but i i just see this as like comrades adventuring to mm-hmm. different realms like bob said like that's what i saw and every episode is another not necessarily big bad but like a, a difficult situation and who knows yeah thor could be in it loki could be in it you have Odin in it like you can bring other people back into I, it Matt Damon I mean whatever you want to do so I, I I agree and plus the thing that we've seen multiple times is you never know you give a character screen time you never know what who's going to kind of explode or become popular so if you introduce these characters in one of these shows like Loki one or two of them or, or whatever they could take off and be the next thing you never know so yeah no I, I think it's a great idea um, if if done right, and I I think they yeah they could do that. Yeah, I'd watch that show. Um, I also maybe because I came up with this topic thought of things that weren't real. Um, <laughs> things. So I I put in here um a pre Jurassic Park movie. Uh, so like, well, Dr. Hammond, right? He, they find the Amber. Like, I want to see that. Like, how did you even know to do that? And then I bet you a lot more people died getting those, getting those, uh, you know, dinosaurs together. And like, what all did that look like? Literally making Jurassic Park before we even get to, you know, um, Sam Neill and all those guys getting to Jurassic Park. Like, what was it like to get the Velociraptors? What was it like seeing them for the first time? Like, you know what I mean? I I know we get it, but we're almost like the audience members at the same time as those doctors. I want to see Dr. Hammond, this crazy old wizard who's just like, 
I'm going to do it. <laughs> I've got all this money and I want dinosaurs to come back. <laughs> I want to see that. So that was my idea. So, I mean, I know we we can't always play nice on this podcast, and I'm usually the one <laughs> who decides. <laughs> I'm usually the one who decides to to shit all over other people. So I'm gonna go ahead and do that and say that this I am not interested in the show at all. Uh, here's why: because Jurassic Park is is the start. It's it's him saying, "Look, I've made dinosaurs." So I think if you're gonna do a show prior to that, I mean, let's say at least you want to go four seasons. You can't really introduce dinosaurs until like season three. Oh, you said movie? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, then I'm a little more on board because you can introduce the dinosaurs a little faster. Because at the end of the day, the dinosaurs are going to be the attraction, right? I don't want to watch somebody digging in a cave to find Amber. That's, that's, you know, that's not, that's not a highlight, but I think, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess there's something here. Yes, that is what I was Listen, Dr. Hammond was not Indiana Jones. He was 800 years old. We've jumped the shark or the velociraptor at this point. You're comparing Dr. Hammond to Indiana Jones. No, at the end of the okay, there there may be there may be some strings there that you could pull on and put together some sort of coherent idea um, that might be mildly attractive. But starting off the pitch with, you know, that dinosaur movie. I want to go before the dinosaurs. um, I think is. A little, a little bit of a stretch, but all right. I'm, I'm, I'm in a little bit. I need a little more, but keep going. Just I totally, I want to say that hearing Casey's pitch, my automatic response was, I want to see an Indiana Jones style discovery. <laughs> of the, like that is do that. Right. I just don't know. Not the dinosaurs. So, you do a Jurassic. I mean, you're gonna shoot down this idea, but you do a Jurassic Park movie, not. Having the dinosaurs, the whole reveal at the end is not see what <laughs> no, it's the whole adventure of getting to them. Like you start out very beginning, he has this idea of I want dinosaurs, like Casey said, and it's how does he get there? So it's you gotta do the research to find it. You're gonna have to fight somebody to get there because it's not just going to be chilling on the ground for you to find there's going to be some sort of altercation some sort of animosity there you're going to have some sort of drama i could see it happening thanks lauren we'll I got so, i'm so all excited I, that's all i wanted to say with indian jones <laughs> and you said it <laughs> all i'm picturing is that that pitch meeting youtube show and they're like so jurassic park but without dinosaurs <laughs> the whole movie you go waiting to see dinosaurs but there are no dinosaurs but it's jurassic park like no, no. i just very end dinosaurs you know egg, you know indiana jones at the very end now imagine him a lot older yeah so a 92 year old indiana jones who wants to create <laughs> dinosaurs but we don't see action and we don't see dinosaurs you still see action <laughs> no it's it geriatric a good, it's a good idea though it's a good idea geriatric so interesting idea i guess to uh... see what what motivates him to want to get to that point? It's just a stretch. So, yeah. Okay. So this is what we're going to do. Um, we're going to go around one more time. So pick your best pitch. Um, yeah. It's Bob. So I was. I got lots more. I was afraid. I was afraid you were going to say this soon. I have two more that I'm really in love with. Um, but if I'm forced to pick one. 
this is not my idea. I actually saw it on Facebook randomly today, which is very coincidental, seeing as we were talking about this tonight. Um, I exactly, which is weird. Uh, I also came up with ideas that were not um, legitimate, not out there in the world. I saw a pitch for an Adam Driver led TV show about a young Snape as <laughs> Harry Potter. And I was like, that's a genius idea. I want to see him during his Death Eater days. I want to see how he becomes Dumbledore's right hand man, how he becomes a teacher. I think it'd be really. I think it'd be really cool, and I think Adam Driver would be perfect in that role. Um, and that, that's coming from somebody who's not even like a hardcore Harry Potter fan. So um, that would probably be the one I'd want to put out there. Um, small honorable mention. I would love to see a spinoff show from The Office called The Farm that's focused around Dwight's beet farm. There you go. Those are my two ideas. Um, I had that on my list, so I'm... Happy that you said it, so I don't have to use that as mine. But I totally agree. <laughs> I don't want to see, like, his school years. I want to see, like you said, the early Death Eater years. Like, I want to see what led him to that and kind of his experiences within that and how he becomes everything that you said. I want that. And Adam Driver, I think, would be an absolutely perfect casting choice. Um, I'll take that one. I, You know, I'm a little... Okay, yeah, I guess I would. I guess I would watch it because I'm a Harry Potter. You want to? You want to? I don't know. No, say I what don't. You were gonna say. I don't like to poop on things just for the sake of pooping. That's you're not... offering your opinion. No, you're offering your opinion. Though I'm interested in this. What is your thoughts? So dinosaurs. Dinosaurs <laughs> need to be in it. Indiana that's, Jones. That's it, and that's that's it. I don't know. I don't know. I guess like. Because in the books, they kind of explain a little bit of his backstory and how he got to where he is with protecting Harry. So for me, I just don't know how much more that they could tell that I'm going to be interested in. That's all. Fair enough. It's fair. That's that's no, the underlying no, reason of everything for him, though. I'm I'm more thinking they can show you kind of the surface level how he's deceiving like not necessarily deceiving but like he's still doing things he's still doing Voldemort's biddings and like he's still doing other things even though his main goal is to protect Harry there's other things going on that attribute to that so I could still I think I could still see more they'd have to get creative in it for sure but I mean you want any story to be told to be creative so i i think that they have a avenue to explore that's all imagine if they made a show where harry turns bad like anakin then you get to have one of these dudes be like you were supposed to be the savior and he can just turn bad and evil that's how much i care about harry potter um i'm watching the movies to appease my wife but yeah i probably wouldn't watch this show um what about The Office? Don't even any comments about The Farm? Come on. I don't want them touching The Office. That's my thing. Um, there's been so many like things kicked around. It's a cool idea. Um, I, I wonder how far you could go with it. But like, I just don't... Uh, the, like, It is its own giant. And I don't know that I want it tinkered with any more than the last few seasons did. Um, 
that that's my concern is you just like beating a dead beat beating a dead horse um <laughs> that's that's all to me like it, it i feel like you'd have that novelty at first but like where is that show going if it was done right if anything's done right it'll be successful and it'll be amazing but like oh it's, it's him it's him managing the the little you know bed and breakfast he's got there him and angela maybe having some kids or at least some house cats his brothers you know rolling around in the background somewhere yeah no i just i'm not in i have no desire to go back to that world outside of a reunion you know right. 20 years later you where are we now what did you guys think ridiculous i want yeah. out of this it's kind of it's just like Dave said, beating a dead beat. <laughs> yeah. No. Right, okay. Dave. Well, Dave, Dave's you're up. Turn, what's, your, yeah. what's your last one? My turn to get shit on. Huh? Um, so I know Casey's <laughs> not going to be interested in this show. But uh, so one of my favorite shows of all time is Friday Night Lights. And I think that there's always been some kind of sports show on TV. Um, like there was Coach, uh, Arliss. Uh, ballers musical some kind of and there's not right now there's really not um so i would like to see and i don't know how familiar if you got any of you guys have watched the show but there's two characters specifically riggins and uh sarah's and i'd like to see them kind of become coaches um and just kind of have a sports show have a high school or a college football show and that show's so well done that if they brought that team back, they could tell the compelling stories. They could tell, they could have the drama and the comedy and all that stuff. So for me, that's that's what I would. That's that's what I want. I just want that group back, but not like a reboot. Like I'd want it to actually be like one of the two characters taking over the coaching reins and kind of going from there. I don't know if any of you guys have even seen that show, so it probably doesn't make any sense to any of you. But that's my thought. You're on mute, Bob. Yeah, I know. Um, so I'm with you on a sports show. I, I'm interested. I've never seen uh, Friday Night Lights. Um, so good. Casey, just so that you can be involved in the conversation, sports are where they take those balls and they try to do something on some sort of court with them or field. Uh, they score points. Um, uh, usually there's uh, some padding involved in helmets. Quidditch. Yeah, I know the one. um no but i'm with you and and honestly i think you point out a good make a solid argument as far as there really isn't a sports show right now and there usually is There's usually a very uh high profile sports show so i think i'm in even not having watched the uh, original friday night lights i think i'd be into some sort of um sports spin off there i'll let you borrow them john i i like sports in movies and on TV, it's the only time, but not watching it for me. <laughs> I like the, like shows or movies about sports. Dramatized. And I've yeah. seen yeah. probably the majority of them, to be honest with you. So I just haven't seen this one, um, I, you know, because I haven't had cable in a really, really long time. So like a lot of cable shows I just missed out on because I was like, eh. I don't really need to watch ABC when I have HBO or whatever. So um, I've heard only good things. Dave talks about this show ad nauseum almost every five (laughs) Not in a bad way, but just I know my sister actually (laughs) was just saying this weekend, I'm watching Friday Night Lights again. And I was like, you sound like a friend of mine. So like... (laughs) 
Yeah, literally the, the best quote of our podcast at nauseum, not in a bad way. Yeah, because people love being nauseous. Love it. I mean, as long as there's dinosaurs involved. <clears throat> <laughs> I guess there is a sports show, that all American show, but I don't know anything about it. But I just thought about that off the top of my head. It's like the CW show, so I don't know if that counts. No. <laughs> but it's the only one we got, so I guess... It's like a CW. And that show, honestly, reminds me... It could have been Cyborg. Like, just the trailers that I see, like, I'm like, oh, this could be Cyborg. Oh, Cyborg it's on CW. That's cool. Yeah. Um, it is Lauren. Defat Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com. The only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. What you don't realize is that it ain't easy. It is hard goddamn work making something this pretty looks like a geek. So I must be doing it for a reason. It's you. It's always been you. And it's worth fighting. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Join me. Gutsy Media Podcast. Because movies are our life. Having a really hard time deciding. um, Because I have a lot that apparently now I'm invested in. Um... (laughs) So I'm going to go with one that you guys might have absolutely no interest in. Um, I held up a Blu-ray earlier uh, of The Princess Bride. Um, And I decided that I really wanted to see um, a show on the adventures of the Dread Pirate Roberts. And the many incarnations of him and if you guys haven't seen the movie you probably don't know what I'm talking about um obviously this couldn't be played by Wesley by uh Carrie I can't say his last name Yulace yeah him uh unless he was to play an older version kind of passing on the mantle um for those who haven't seen the movie the Dread Pirate Roberts is more of a a title than anything and it's kind of passed along um so i'd be interested to see kind of the many adventures that go on there it doesn't have to have anything to do with uh the princess bride but i thought that would be kind of something that offers a lot of opportunity um and the option for a lot of actors and kind of as long as you can come up with more adventures you can do kind of like a Doctor Who style change of the main actor. Um, just the way that that mantle works, you have that ability. Um, and just to tie it in, one of my other TV show op- options was I wanted to see The Many Adventures of Arya Stark, which kind of made me think of very similar things. So, um, I have decided that I'm going to quit my job and fully invest in Lauren's career as a TV pitch person because this is the second one that is just an amazing idea. The Princess Bride is arguably one of the you know most well known and and you know cherished movies uh, of the last 50 years. 
there's a reason why they don't have remakes for this movie. It's because it's so cherished and loved as the original. And I think making some sort of spin-off TV show is a genius idea to tap into that without really having to alter or tarnish the original. Um, I'm, Lauren, great idea. I'm in. I will fully fund this as part of my Shark Tank enterprise. Do you accept checks? Don't cash it until Thursday. Uh, Bitcoin only, sorry. I um I second what Bob said, maybe not as enthusiastically, <laughs> but that being said, this is a this is a genius idea. Not the Arya Stark one, that's rubbish, but the <laughs> Princess Bride one is very very good. <laughs> just because, like you said, it's just a mantle, right? It's just like yeah. Zorro or whatever. Like you can just see this person being off, but you have the added bonus of fantasy in there too. So. Yeah, I'd watch shit out of that show, and I think it'd be great as an anthology series, and let's greenlight it. Let's get a Kickstarter going. I think the issue with a lot of shows that you're trying to do either a spinoff or a prequel or something like that, you have other events that either you're going to lead up to at some point in time, so you have to tie in, or there has to be an end. So that's why I kind of went for something that didn't really put a time crunch on it like it can go before wesley it can go after wesley it could include princess bride it could not um and that's really why i tried to i i tried to focus on something that had those wide goals i guess i think i think the other thing that you're doing and maybe it's inadvertently is you're not really messing with the source material. I mean, yeah. the reason why yes. these are so important and the, the spinoffs work so well is because people like the original item. Uh, that's, that's a lot of things somebody cherishes or it might be a movie or TV show to hold near and dear to their heart. And I think too often some of these companies in an attempt to do a spinoff try to either recreate that or try to influence it by having a prequel or an afterthought that doesn't quite tie in and sometimes even hurts the original source material. And I mean, prime example is going to be your alien versus predator movies. I mean, the first AVP was pretty good. And then the next two were just progressively horrible and requiem. I mean, it's just a dump on the movie industry. But my, my point is, is that, I think your ideas are a good way of tapping into that source material without really changing it or influencing it and allowing people to still love it. So first off, all those alien vs. predator movies were trash. Not just the first one wasn't good either. Um, There's secondly, only two, just to clarify. They're all two. garbage. So is that the one with, with, I don't need the word Prometheus was garbage trash. Um, but to get to Lauren's point, I think the important thing with this idea is, I think that when you do mess, like Bob said, with something people care about or really like or are really into their fandom, you the biggest problem is the letdown, right? So, like, we're oftentimes disappointed either they didn't tell this story or they didn't do it right or they didn't – something happens where there's all this hype and, and they get let down. And I think with this idea, the hype is just I want to see it. It's not – are they going to go here? Are they going to go there? Are they going to do this justice? Are they going to do that justice? I think it's a complete blank slate, but it's not blank in the sense that there's there's source material and there's an idea. It's blank in the sense of like you you don't have to do 
anything, if that makes sense. Like, you don't have to go in any direction. You can go in whatever direction you want, and there is no expectation or hype for people to get disappointed in, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So if this is Shark Tank, I'm also buying it. I'm taking this as three yeses, then. It's, yeah. It's green light. 100%. We're going. Uh, $10,000, 50%. What? <laughs> it's a 20th it's 20th Century Fox, so would this now be under the realm of Dis Disney, Disney Mantle? Yeah. It's it's DFAT Entertainment. So I'm great <laughs> with my job at Disney. Yes, Disney, you are. Disney, are you hiring? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got a few more, but the one I like... Uh, okay. You like that August Rush idea, don't lie. I love that idea. I'm going to say the one that I think you guys all will understand and not the other one that I think is too geeky. So I think that they could do a good job with a Stranger Things spinoff with the other numbers in an X-Men style show. And, and the reason why I say is because if you guys remember the first season of Heroes up until the very last episode had the potential to be an X-Men show. Like they had all these secret powers. They're all separate and all they needed to do was come together and save New York City. And then for save some the reason, right, they screwed it all up and it just went downhill from there. So I think with Stranger Things, when you have these other numbers, it would be pretty cool to like see them, find them unite them and then have them work towards a common bad guy um even if it's another one of them uh so just because we haven't seen the x-men really on screen with the exception of that show what was that fox show the gifted uh, gifted right but yeah. not in the traditional x-men sense um right and we're not going to probably i don't know um the animated cartoon that was amazing obviously dave but that's my idea is like a uh as a x-men style in the stranger things universe yeah i mean i would i would definitely watch that i was scared when you said the stranger things universe because again i don't want people i don't want them just raping pillaging that world and beating uh, destroying a really good thing um but if done separately I do think that that would be really interesting. Um, and I think I like the idea of it the bad guy being one of them, not just a bad guy. Um, right. I think if you have one of them that is like super powerful or just one of them that is batshit crazy or, or something, I think that's super interesting. Because I feel like their hesitation is always their, their gauge, their moral compass. So if you have one of them that doesn't have that, sure, sign me up. Um, so I watched the first season and then gave up oh, God. on Stranger Things. <laughs> One of the greatest shows ever made. This is really going to hold back your green light there, Lauren. There's a video game you can play. <laughs> I know there's. There is. It's uh, actually a fun mobile game. No, no joke. I think it's out for the Switch as well. Um, but I'm very intrigued in the the style of show that Casey pitched and just kind of, I would do an episode, kind of like an episode into each one of them. And then maybe in all of them somehow tie in that villain that 
that extra um yeah that like that extra side of things um to kind of tie it all in together uh would be intriguing but i like the idea of one episode to kind of dive into each of them that kind of, i don't know i would also keep 11 away from them for as long as possible to don't let even, them all have the, yeah nothing. to let them all have their own identities yeah nothing with her because they really okay. i mean she doesn't know any of the other ones exist so just that minus the fact that her name is 11 there's one in the second season, wasn't there? Or something? Yeah, but it was kind of like they kind of shoehorned it in. You know? Yeah, no, I agree. And my fear was just it would become Eleven and her friends, and I'd, I'd oh, want them to all stand individually. So I've got to ask, what do you like more, 80s or Westerns? 80s. 80s. Okay, because I know you're like a huge Western fan, too. Um. No. The reason why I ask is because I feel like, hey, you are. You're, you, that's why you like the Mandalorian and Sister I've Brothers. Never watched. Right. Mandalorian has nothing you to do with You know I hated the Sister Brothers, remember? You you kind of like I it, Actually, I? I, there's some Westerns I like, but overall I don't Django? like Django? Django's, I mean, that's a Quentin Tarantino movie that just happened just to joking. be during so, that So, I mean, Stranger Things is like pure 80s, and that that's part of the reason why I like it is because you do get these these you know normal relatively uh, young 80s kids, and they're running around fighting monsters just like they're D and D characters. It's great. Uh, I think Elle is the exception to the group because while she does obviously have some sort of powers, they're not really central in her character. I mean, she she uses them very infrequently. And really only when when facing the these creatures from the other world. Um, so I I'm worried when you have a show focused strong, you know, strongly on those powers and making it X-Men ish that that might be overwhelming to what people love about Stranger Things. Now, with that being said, I mean, one of the things I'm most intrigued about with that show is her backstory. Where does she come from? Why is she 11? Where are the other 10? Was she born like this? Did she get her powers through some sort of thing? So I think I'm interested in this show, but I think you really got to tiptoe between making those powers to forefront and slowly releasing, you know, where they come from and who these, these, people creatures are um so i think i'm in but we got to take it slow <laughs> thanks you're welcome <laughs> dave oh i was just i thought i thought bob was saying he wanted that in the story and i was gonna say that with what everything you described about what you want to hear about 11 but with the other characters and not her i don't want her in the show yeah no i'm with you on that I, yeah. she's in stranger things let her be there yeah. yeah, you ended it. You you were saying it, and I was like, oh, I don't want her in this. And then you, the way you ended it, I was like, no, I agree. So, yeah. Sweet. Cool, All right. Cool, yeah. Good. Well, we got enough for another... We could do another one of these sometime. Um, so, but before we end the show tonight, what is everyone geeking out on? I'll let this one, whoever raises their hand, whoever wants to take it first, uh, Gutsy Media Podcast does. I, I will tell you what I'm geeking out on. I just picked up the last issue of Maestro Hulk. If you haven't read it, strongly recommend it. It's probably one of the best Hulk storylines I've read in a long time. And it's going to continue on um, with basically an, a, a, you know issue one of the next Maestro Hulk uh, you know mini story there. So I'm super into that. 
And um, me and my wife, we're watching Schitt's Creek, um, but now we're moving on, uh, not that we stopped watching Schitt's Creek, but now we're also incorporating a show on Amazon Prime called uh, like Outbreak or something like that. It's got uh, Dwight from The Office on it. I forgot the actual name of it, which would probably be important to talk to about now. But regardless, the show is pretty <laughs> cool. I think it's called Utopia. That's what it's called. Utopia. It's Utopia. Yeah. And so far, the show is pretty good. It's a little graphic, um, but it's it's pretty good. It's very interesting. It's about a comic book, so definitely check it out if you if you haven't. Hmm. Who's next, Lauren? Um. So I finally binge watched the animated Harley Quinn series. It was nice, amazing. <laughs> now that you know, I have HBO Max and all, so it's all on there. Um. I did watch The Mandalorian. Uh, I still haven't finished The Boys. I need to do that. Um, I think I'm only like two episodes left of that. Um, so good. I was watching it as they came out, and then apparently I stopped. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, not, not surprising. Yeah, right? It's not my track record or anything like that. Um, I... Um, what am I currently watching? Um, I watched Athlete A the other day on Netflix. Casey, you look confused. Do you not know what that is? I don't know what that is. Um, it is, is the docu- sports thing. It is actually. It is the documentary for the uh, USA gymnasts doctor who was doing oh. so nice things. Yeah that's, yeah, that's not. I can't watch something. Well, so I. I was Skyping with my aunt and uncle, and they were going to a gymnastics meet. Uh, My uncle is a professor at OU, um, which is actually where... um, uh, I can't think of her name now. Great. Oksana Uh, Boyu? No. Uh, Maggie. Maggie? No. Yeah, the other one. (laughs) So anyway... She's the one who didn't make it. Uh, Maggie Nichols is her name. Um, but anyways, they they were telling we me I should go watch the um, the documentary. Um, it was really really good. Um, obviously, a terrible thing that happened, but the documentary was done very well. Um, when I finished watching that, it made me kind of want to continue on with the documentary type binge, I guess. I don't know. So I started watching the Aaron Hernandez uh, documentary. Oh, that's really good. I had that's never good watched. One, yeah. it. So I'm on the third part of that one. He's messed um, up in the head, man. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, but I definitely do recommend, as cringy as it is, yeah. I, I, I recommend have, Athlete A. I, I can't watch that. I have a five and a three-year-old that do gymnastics. And there's one like boy teacher. I will murder him if I watch this documentary. Fair enough. It was very... It was... Yeah. It was done very well for a terrible, terrible situation. But I thank you, Auntie Heidi, for uh, that recommendation. Because she did actually ask me for the link for the podcast. And she listened to our Christmas episode the other day. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Heidi. Not liking my Christmas movies. Thanks, Auntie Heidi. Is this Um, your mom's sister or your dad's sister? My dad's sister. This makes complete sense why she's cool. (laughs) Um, And then the last (laughs) thing I'm binging right now, not even binging, is I'm just playing the crap out of cyberpunk 2077 um even though i am playing it on a ps4 so it does crash uh like every time i play but (laughs) it's kind of one of those things that i'm gonna continue playing it i'm not 
I am very shocked that it is one of the demos that's been on the Samsung TVs for the past year. Um, that is not the, vi the visual that I'm seeing on my Samsung TV. Um, so I feel a little cheated. But <laughs> I'm still highly entertained by the game. Um, I continue to play it. Um, I'm one of those people who has to clear everything. So I am uh, pretty high level and not very far in the storyline at all because I just continue to try and clear everything all of the missions that i drive through so but um yeah when i have free time that's usually what i'm doing so sweet love it <laughs> need to get my hands on assassin's creed valhalla that's the next one no you're shaking your head no it's another huge game <laughs> yes well that's why bob said i have the lock on video games i don't i'm really behind <laughs> but you know Dave, what are you geeking out on? Uh, so I finished Sopranos finally, like I mentioned earlier in the episode. Um, I, we, my wife and I are watching Shit's Creek, which is great, uh, starting season four. Uh, we're kind of watching New Girl here and there because she, I watched it up until last season and she was kind of in and out. So she, I just caught her watching it again and started getting back into it. It's, it's, that's a great show, too. Um, doing some reading, some autobiographies and stuff like that. Um, but other than that, like a lot of my time was Sopranos. I really want to watch that documentary on Netflix about the uh, Night Stalker. I watched the trailer for that the other I day. I just added the trailer or the to my queue. I just added it to my yeah. Queue. I watched the trailer for that, and then like I typed it in just to find out a little bit about him. And the first thing that came up was like, fans say netflix went too far with graphic documentary and i was like i'm in and then i was like it's 11 30 no i don't think i should start this tonight um so maybe i'll watch that tonight actually because my wife's in bed um but yeah Shit's creek is one of the greatest tv shows ever i'm embarrassed that it took me so long to watch it it's crazy to me that like it was on pop like no one else wanted this no one else well I don't know. it was it's only for canadian television that's why Oh, we get pop in America. Yeah, we get CBC in America too, and BBC. Oh, but I'm okay. just saying, it's just it's just surprising to me. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean that's a great show. I'm trying to think. I feel like I'm leaving a show out. I know I watched Entourage in the movie and stuff like that. Um, I just finished the Entourage podcast. Like I'm caught up on that. That's basically it. Lauren, you raise your hand. I was just going to make a comment that he wanted to watch the graphic content of the Night Stalker, but refuses to watch Athlete A because of different reasons. I have daughters that are five <laughs> and three that do gymnastics. Me watching a documentary about an old creepy man molesting gym gymnasts is not... I can't do that. You're like, watching to hear kids. the stories of the women that he did this to, not to not for him. You're watching it for the survivors. I yeah, also, I it, it would be hard. It would be hard to watch it. I, I, don't I agree. Daughter. Once you have a daughter, <laughs> it gets hard to watch that kind of stuff. It really does. It sounds cliche, but it does. Like we started watching. Oh. I forget what it was. There was another documentary about something like that. And like, um, Oh no, sorry. It was a documentary on netflix about that dude who killed like his wife and his kids um i'm sure the, there's a million the of neighbors, neighbors tiger king yeah. neighbor or something like that 
the neighbor like pointed out right away to the police and he like pretended that she was like ran away or missing yeah. and he buried him in like the water thing or something. Yeah. It's a and, like, documentary too. my blood, it was like, if I said the name of you, like, Oh, because it was like the top thing on Netflix for like a month when it first came out. But like my blood was like boiling at that. Like I got sad, like that someone could do that to their daughters or their kids at all. Like it just, I, I really feel like a when you have kids and b when you have daughters, it, it just changes it changes what you can watch and how you tolerate things. I don't know. So on that note, Casey, <laughs> uh, I'll keep mine pretty fun. Uh, Sorry, <laughs> it's okay. I I watched that documentary Action Park, uh, the one about that park in New oh, Jersey. Oh, how was that? It's really good. It's on um, HBO Max. Or yeah, it is. I can't remember if it's it's Action Park now or something, but it's it's fun uh, and really messed up. Um, I just beat Horizon Zero Dawn. It only took me three years to do it. Uh, it's a really good video game for the PlayStation. Really good, really really good. And I started reading this comic, which I think all of you guys like. I just found it. It's an image comic. It's called Crossover. Um, it's about, uh, a giant crossover event. Think like secret wars or something that normally would happen in the comic book world, but happening in the real world, uh, over Utah. And it causes lots of mayhem and destruction throughout the world because monsters and supervillains and all this stuff are coming over. And then one of the superheroes contains, puts a giant bubble around like that section of Utah. And for the most part, the superheroes and supervillains just continue to fight underneath the bubble. Nobody really knows what's happening, but every once in a while, comic book characters get out. And when they do, they look like, like the original, like Saturday cartoon strip. Like they have like the dots on their face and everything like that. So this one girl, she works at a comic book shop. This little girl who's from the bubble is there and she needs help getting back into the bubble um and you know todd mcfarlane runs uh you know image and he has ties with dc and marvel so even though they have not straight out said some things they have shown a lot so you see like uh there's like a supermax prison and you see like all these hands like through the bars, Batman, Spider-Man, Thor, you see Superman, like you see almost everybody. They just don't call them out <laughs> by name. They'll say like the big guy with the hammer who causes electricity or whatever. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess the guy who wrote it says that he does he is able to get away with some things, but he hasn't been able to say like what he can do. And there's only been three issues so far. So Who wrote it. Donnie Cates. He is the, he most recently was like at Marvel and he might still be there for like venom. He tends to write like more like horror related things. Um, but yeah, like this is his, cause image is all creator owned comic. So mm-hmm. this is his creator owned comic. Um, nice. It's cool. It's, I was like, I haven't really read, comics in a while that aren't like you know star wars and stuff like that like creator own stuff but i was like holy shit this is this is a cool idea it's a very <laughs> so, cool idea yeah 
Um, so yeah, that's it. So, you know, I want to thank you guys for coming on and I guess we all run this podcast. I don't have to thank you anymore, but thanks for coming on anyway. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. So we're going to be making some pretty big changes to the network and maybe even while how you're listening to this, uh, that might be one of the changes and stay tuned when I can actually reveal those details. But in the meantime, I want to say bye to Bob and plug your podcast. Yeah, man. Check out Gutsy Media Podcast. We release new episodes every other Thursday heading into season two. Um, episode two comes out on Thursday, the 21st. It's a big episode. We're going to be announcing our winter giveaway. So take a look at that and make sure that you follow us, like, review, subscribe, and leave a comment. I uh, really appreciate the plug. Dave? I don't have a podcast, but I'm happy to be here. Glad I'm talking <laughs> to you guys in this uh, opportunity to just be normal and have fun with everything crazy going on in the world. So thank you for the time and thank you for getting us all together. And Lauren? I like that this is our normal. Uh, I, I very much agree with Dave that this is the normal, but probably not the normal for everybody else. So I do also very much appreciate the opportunity to get together and just talk geekly stuff and not many of my other friends would really appreciate talking about the Dread Pirate Roberts. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> nobody else would fund my ideas, guys. So. <laughs> We're here. Thanks Kickstarter coming 2022. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Disney, I'll be waiting for your call. There you go. All right, Kevin Feige, thanks a lot. Bob Iger, uh, Kathleen Kennedy, and um, <laughs> have a good night. Bye. Bye.